please join in our entrance hymn, How Great Thou Art. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to morning Mass here at St. Bride's Church in Canvas Line. This is the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Jerry Maguire. Welcome uh, to family who are here with us today. Uh, welcome to Mary and Jacqueline and Jerry and Colin and George and Marilyn, Jen and Scott and Betty and all family relatives and all family friends. Jerry had a lot of friends, uh, many of whom are here from different parts of his life, growing up here in the town, people that he worked with, neighbours, friends that he golfed with, friends that he walked with, and I welcome all of you here today. Many people have taken the opportunity to say how nice a man uh, Jerry was, friendly, open and kindly and he was indeed a nice man who was well liked and everyone feels I think that they have lost someone who has been a very special part of their lives. I mentioned yesterday evening uh, his passion for walking, uh, the outdoors, the beauty of nature. He rejoiced in life and the blessings of life itself that came his way. I think he would be smiling uh, at the funeral today in the knowledge that it's the Queen's Jubilee. 
he would like the thought of the nation singing and dancing and there being music and fireworks. It's easy to be sad on a day like today, isn't it, uh, for family and friends, but he would wish us to rejoice in life and the gifts of friendship and the gifts of family life. So today we put everything in God's hands. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my grief. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, in whose presence the dead are alive, and in whom the saints rejoice full of happiness, grant our supplication that your servant, Jerry, for whom the fleeting light of this world shines no more, may enjoy the comfort of your light for all eternity. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God. No torment shall ever touch them. In the eyes of the unwise, they did appear to die. Their going looking like, looked like a disaster. They are leaving us like an elision, but they are in peace. If they experience punishment as men see it, their hope was rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction, great will their blessings be. God has put them to the test and proved them worthy to be with him. He has tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. When the time comes for his visitation, they will shine out. As sparks run through the stubble, so they will. They shall judge nations, rule over peoples, and the Lord will be their king forever. They who trust in him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live, will live with him in love. For grace and mercy await those he has chosen. The word of the Lord. Steve. 
a reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. We know that when the tent that we live in on earth is folded up, there is a house built by God for us, an everlasting home not made by human hands in the heavens. We are always full of confidence. Then, when we remember that to live in the body means to be exiled from the Lord, going as we do by faith and not by sight, we are full of confidence, I say, and actually want to be exiled from the body and make our home with the Lord. Whether we are living in the body or exiled from it, we are intent on pleasing him. For all the truth about us will be brought out in the law court of Christ, and each of us will get what he deserves for the things he did in the body, good or bad. The word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you. And after I've gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you with me so that where I am, you may be too. You know the, the, play, the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. It's not often that I would be able to say where parishioners of St Bride's were at any given time, but I'm sure that in normal circumstances and health permitting, I could have told you where Jerry would have been last night. Jerry would have been glued to that football match that took place between Scotland and Ukraine, where he had a great love for football and would have settled down in front of the television screen to watch it from beginning to end and all the post-match commentary as well. He was very knowledgeable about football, had played it in his younger day, and of course was a certain supporter of a certain team in the London Road in Glasgow. Passionate, doesn't really describe it. Attended the matches, travelled abroad, a supporter from his youngest days to his last days. Of course he wasn't watching the match, Instead, he had a different appointment here in the church, which couldn't be put off. Instead of the game, he was brought here for prayers and blessings. And during the night, he lay in peace here in the church before the altar, 
something that you would so wish to have done, to wait for the morning mass, which would be offered for him. He would be so pleased that family and friends were there yesterday evening and are here today, for family and friends meant the world to him. I was fortunate enough to see him on the night before he died. It will not surprise you to know that he wished to keep going, but knew that his life would be counted in hours. As I left him, I said that I would return the next day, and he said that he might not be there in the morning. I have to confess that these words, both myself and himself, choked more than a bit. It actually proved to be the case. Before leaving, I was able to say the final prayers, which meant a great deal to him, for he was a deeply spiritual man. At Mass today, we are invited uh, to take the long view in life, to believe that everything is in God's hands, all our troubles, all the roads we take, all our life, and even our death too. We are invited to believe that everything works for the good, and good is in everything. Jerry, I think, had that outlook in life, optimistic, independent, determined to keep going, when things were most difficult. Like all of us, he knew that this moment uh, would come, uh, and as St. Paul describes it in the reading, it is like our tent in life being folded up and put away. But he knew that there was something else. It would be, as St. Paul says, simply moving house from here to there for something that's good now to something that's even better then. The promise itself is solid. He goes ahead to prepare us a place where we can be, a place where we will not be separated from, from, from one another and not separated from him. He believed this and died with this light shining brightly in him. He was indeed a deeply spiritual man who thought and reflected on many things in his life. Just a few words about Jerry uh, today by way of reflection. He was born on the 8th of December 1938. His parents, Margaret and James, and his sister, uh, Betty, were the family. He lived in the Black Building in Campbellsang Road and then moved to Bullion's Law Drive. He did national service in the RAF and travelled around the world uh, with the RAF. On his return from national service, uh, he met Margaret Moore, and they married in 1964. They were to have the best of marriages. They were to have a great married life and had many friends and exceptionally good times too. He was very dedicated uh, to Margaret and nursed her in her last illness and missed her very much indeed since her death. They were fortunate to have three of the family, Mary and Jacqueline and Jerry. Jerry was a very proud uh, family man and a great father himself. He was delighted to have two son-in-laws, Colin and George, and a daughter-in-law, Marlene, and to have two very good grandchildren, Jenna and Scott, and these two meant the world to him. His working life, as many of you will know, was in the Hoover plant, uh, like many of you as well. Uh, 30 years that he was there, 
of course, his health was poor, and of course, he had to go off sick uh, for uh, uh, and have a kidney transplant in 1997, which uh, gave him a new lease of life. He had uh, interests and hobbies, as you probably know, uh, Formula One racing. Uh, he'd managed to understand what all that was about. And of course, he loved football, had a season ticket, and followed his team conscientiously. He also had a passion for golf, a member of Kirkhill and Canvas Lang, and would often be seen carrying his clubs down to the course. He was proud of his lowest handicap of just eight, which has to be a good number indeed. He also had a passion, as you know, for walking and especially hill walking and set himself the task of climbing different Munros as part of walking groups uh, here in this area. He even climbed with the Fire Brigade hill walking team, kept up with them and became a regular with them in their hill walks. He liked uh, walking indeed, but it has to be said uh, also that he liked a couple of pints of beer when the walk was over too. And as you probably know yourself, he would meet with many friends in the Ritz bar and over a few hours and a few pints, they would sort out all the problems of the world. In nature, Jerry himself was a very likeable man, could easily talk to anyone about anything. He had a warm personality and was always exceptionally kind. All through his life, he knew many people and had many friends. He was greatly liked and a greatly respected man in this community. He was also a very modest man and a very humble man too. He was indeed no stranger to illness over the years, problems of course with the kidney and of course a serious problem with the illness in the last few years. He didn't like to be ill, it has to, said, to be said, and in those last months it was torture for him to be kept in. He liked to go out to be walking, the wide open countryside, the fresh air. He found it hard not to do any of these things in the last wee while. I think he couldn't have imagined heaven as anything other than what he had a glimpse of in those beautiful walks that he did, the glorious land stretching out the horizon before him, I think he always felt as if that was a glimpse of heaven itself. Today we come to the church uh, to remember Jerry and to thank God for his life, his generous, good and kindly life, his friendship and care and his joy and the joy that he brought to all of our lives. But in this place also we're invited to pray that God will bless him with peace and reunite him with Margaret and all those that he's loved in his life. I'm sure you'll agree that life very often seems all too short. We could wish for more. But there is an hour in which the gift itself has to be returned to the one who has given it to us. And in the end, we hope to have much to show for it. We know that Jerry himself has much to give back.
come now to the offertory of today's Mass and I invite you to sing the offertory hymn. sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the offering of this sacrifice be pleasing to you, Lord, so that the soul of your servant, Jerry, finding through your mercy the pardon he sought for all his sins, may exult forever with all your saints and praise your glory for all eternity. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. In him the hope of blessed resurrection has dawned, that those saddened by the certainty of dying might be consoled by the promise of an immortality to come. Indeed, for your faithful Lord, life is changed, not ended. And when the earthly dwelling turns to dust, an eternal dwelling is made ready for them in heaven. And so with the angels and archangels, thrones and dominions, hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them with the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood 
of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant, Jerry, whom you've called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, our spouse, blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages. We may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and we praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Amen. We pray with confidence to God, our Father, in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Please stand. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, 
Just to say to you, you're very welcome to come forward for communion. Uh, if you don't want to receive communion today, then maybe just to, if you'd like a blessing, just to put your hand on your breast, uh, and I'll give you a blessing uh, as you come forward. If you don't want to receive communion or blessing, then just to remain seated.
As we receive these heavenly gifts, we give you thanks, O Lord, and humbly pray that the soul of your servant, freed through your Son's passion from the bonds of sin, may come happily into your presence, through Christ our Lord. Please be seated. Just invite uh, Jerry, a member of the family, to say some words on behalf of the family today. Hello, I'm Jerry, Jerry's niece, and would like to say a few words on behalf of the family. Thank you all for coming to celebrate the life well lived of Jerry Maguire. Jerry grew up in the building on Canvas Lang Road when his father was serving in the war. The building was bombed and caught fire, with his mother running in to save her penny insurance policies. Their house survived. Those times were tough but happy times. As a young man, Jerry and his sister Betty loved to go to the dancing. On the return one night, they almost finished off the building by setting fire to a chip pan trying to make donuts. No way could you hide that from their eagle-eyed mother. Anyway, they survived that experience as well. <laughs> Jerry met Margaret and they married in 1964. Baby Mary arrived at Ferry Street, and then they moved to the newly built Caledonian Circuit, where Jacqueline and Jared arrived. The family home was always busy and full of life, with local children welcomed in. The circuit had a strong sense of identity, and Jerry liked to be involved. He got the first phone line to the circuit connected to his house. But unfortunately, he built the Guy Fawkes bonfire under it, and it burnt through the line. It took two years for him to get reconnected. Jerry worked hard and was very devoted to his family. Every year they had a holiday in Blackpool or Butlins, and he'd take each one of the kids one at a time on all the rides to make sure nobody missed out. He must have been ready to throw up at the end. He taught all three of them to swim, and later in life, his grandchildren, Jenna and Scott. Weekly trips to the baths were a highlight. His good nature, patience, and love on show. Golf was a great passion, and he played with my dad in many competitions and weekends away. 
He was proud of his number eight handicap and was a bit fierce about keeping it. If his game was off, it was actually the club's fault. <laughs> the clubs were thrown up trees. They were tossed into gorse bushes. And in one case, he gave away his chipping wedge to a bunch of kids from Castle Milk who'd been watching from the bushes at the fairway. My dad always made sure he had a spare putter and a chipping wedge on standby due to this behavior. He loved his uh, football and was an avid Celtic supporter. When he was too frail to go to the games, he'd watch at the Ritz bar with the crowd there and watch midweek European soccer with his sister Betty at home. He followed Scotland football, Scotland rugby, had outings to Murrayfield and Scotston to see the Glasgow Warriors. After retirement and his kidney transplant, the golfing eased down a bit, but the hill walking took over. There was Monroe bagging, rambling clubs, and walking along the Clyde to the fish market. He just loved the outdoors. He also enjoyed his holidays. Santa Ponza was a favorite, and he and Margaret only just made their flight one year, congaing up from the beach straight into a taxi. Later, they came to love Turkey and made many happy memories there. Jerry cared devotedly for Margaret, and since her passing, he did some trips with the Jolly Boys. You know who you are. He was in New York at the age of 80, with tales of seeing Paul McCartney and mixing with models at New York's Fashion Week. <laughs> there are so many happy memories, playing golf or football down the corridor, pot noodles after swimming, talking about and seeing Bruce Springsteen, raising a white Russian Big Lebowski style. Jerry loved life and always had people around him wherever he went. They gravitated towards him and wanted to spend time with him. He will always be in our hearts, remembered as a devoted husband, best dad, and a true friend to many. That was lovely words, wasn't it? So well delivered too, thank you. Thanks to everyone for, for coming today and of course uh, we'll be going now to the crematorium where you'll be very welcome to join us and uh, you'll be able to hear that uh, again so it's certainly well worth hearing a second time. Please stand. I should have mentioned too that you're all very welcome to the reception afterwards as well too. And even though you might all come well half the sandwiches and half the sausage rolls and even half the whiskies, I think, too.
Do 
teach me 